Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Anybody who, many of us migrated to this country, is it because the lamb chop is better here? Or the steak is better? Or you get better deal for your bowl of noodles? I think many of us migrated to Australia, we have a personal reason. I think for all of us, the bottom line is we find a better life. Am I right? Whether for ourselves, for our children, study, whatever, all the factors put together, we get a better life. There's this parable that we see in uh, the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 45 to 46. It says, again, the kingdom of God is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. And who, on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. He said the kingdom of God is like this. He's not talking about the king. He's not saying, I went to this king and such a good king. No doubt the king must be very good because for the kingdom to be good, the kingdom must be very good. But he said it's the kingdom. A kingdom without a subject is not a kingdom, right? You must have a king and a people, right? If you are the only king in the, in the island, you call it a kingdom, you are the only one. It must be a relationship between the king and the subjects or the citizens. There must be this relationship that is so good that these guys say, okay, this is, the, this is the life that I want. The merchant speaks of somebody who knows the market, who goes around, he says, hey, look for fine pearls. Great three, he said, no. Great two, no. Fine pearls. Even among the fine pearls, he only found one. He said, this is the one. I can sell everything. I come. I will want to live in this kingdom. Is that what you did? Come on. Is that what you did? Who came to the Lord? Right? You left everything, you say, God, regardless of persecution, regardless of how unhappy my mother was when I became a Christian, regardless of how my mother said, get out, you're not my son. You say, God, this is the best I can choose. Not only for myself, but for my children and my grandchildren. The merchant found the best thing. And he said, this is his life. This is what I need to invest in. But what is that life all about? What is that life? And he came to the king and the king said, this is what the life is all about in the kingdom of God. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer that I live, but Christ lives in me. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Wow, he said, this is the one that I want, because I have a personal relationship with the king. There's no other protocol. I can go into the king's kingdom, I can go into the palace, I can go into the presence of God any time that I want. Not only that the king lives in me, that this is the place that I want. So he went to the king, you know, just that we migrate to Australia, I'm sure we all have police check, right? You have gone through a police check, right? Right? Eh? If I kill your mother-in-law in Singapore, you won't be able to come in, right? 
And he said, okay, king, you know, the king said, do you have any record? He said, yeah, 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 you know. On the way to find the pearls, I found the lady who sold the pearl and a relationship with them. And actually, some of the pearls are very good. I stole some also in my pocket. You know, and I cheated the income tax. Because I'm a businessman, you know, I cheated income tax. I cheated my lawyers as well. Right? I think this is the best place. And the king looked at it and said, that's okay. That's okay, I just write it off. How good is that? The king said, no, that's not the record I'm looking at. These are all forgiven, I pardon you. Come into the kingdom. Any more sin? No, no more order. The king said, you have more inside your heart than on the outside. We all have more enemies inside than the outside. Am I right? Do we have 30,000 enemies outside? No, but we have more inside. The person with the, with the spiritual issue has a legion of spirit within him. A legion is about 3,000, 4,000 to 6,000 inside. Today, if you had an ethnic group, you have a million inside you. That's how serious you are. You know? The, thing, the, 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 the king said, no, that's okay. Come into the kingdom. This is, this is the, the, the terms and conditions. And he looked at it, he said, is there any, do I need to read between the lines? The king said, no, this is the truth. There's nothing in between the lines if it's the truth. Right? There's nothing in between the lines. This is the life that you, what you choose. And come into the kingdom. I've been crucified with Christ. No longer do I live, but Christ lives in me. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So your sins are forgiven. You come in and live in the kingdom with me and I with you. This is the best deal. And it, it's not this, like Kelvin is doing it. Let's put our hands for Kelvin. <laughs> I thought I was so good with technology, you know. But anyway. Now, this is the first requirement. He said, I have been crucified with Christ. Now the, 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 the merchants say, God, I don't want to die. I don't want to be crucified. Right? I have been crucified with Christ. Who crucified me? It cannot be Jesus Christ. Because he crucified himself for me. Who crucified me? It cannot be the devil. Because the devil witnessed when Jesus was crucified, he lost his battle. Right? The death lost his thing. Who crucified me? Not Christ, not the devil. I have been crucified. The I inside my life, the big I inside my life. My selfishness, my self-centeredness, my arrogance, my greed, my bondage of sin, my lust. That I surrender to the Lord and say, God, crucify the I inside me. That's how much God loves us. Crucify the eye inside me. 
Ephesians chapter 2, and the, 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 the king begins to share, to tell the life of the merchant. This is where we came from. He said, this is where you come from. This is where we came from. All of us came from this journey before we met the king. You know, I, I start with verse 5. It says, even when we were dead in trespasses. Trespasses is a sin that is in, within your heart. You know it, and yet you do it. You know the sin, and yet you do it. That's trespasses. But he said, you were dead. A dead person, a dead person doesn't know the consequences. Yes, because he's dead. He doesn't know the words that go forth, the consequences that cause hurt to another person. He has no feeling. He doesn't know that the people that hurt him, that he could feel the pain, but doesn't know that if you keep this thing, it will do damage to his emotion. When it does damage to his emotion, he will do damage to the emotion of the wife and the children and pass down the generation. He doesn't know this. All he knows is, I enjoy what I say, I enjoy what I do. You know, I, 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 I saw a young girl, 19 years old, mental illness. You know, if you have COVID-19, right, you can go for vaccination. Everybody says it's very safe because you go for COVID-19 vaccination. But if you have mental illness, emotional issue, there's no vaccination. The worst, the worst, the worst sickness I think that pass from human to human is an emotional abuse. That's the worst. And we all carry that. Somehow we have been hurt, somehow we have been disappointed, somehow we have been insulted, somehow we have been, you know, we keep this, this image of somebody who cut, you know, drive the car, cut behind, in front of you, or whatever, you keep that, you know. And you hate it, and you became resentment. You got resentment. You know, if you, if you, if you internalize your, your adverse emotion, it keeps going downward. Yes? You talk to nobody, you invade, you keep going, it keeps going downward until to such a place that you can become a very, you come to end, to end in a very dark place. Am I right? You know, you, you may start with an issue. Then it becomes a problem. You keep going, you keep, keep internalize, internalizing it. It becomes a problem. If you don't deal with it, it gets to the, rock, to the bottom of the pit, you yourself become the problem. You got an issue. And this is what trespassers can do to your body. It may not do to your body. You may think that it is it's just a thought. No, it is an emotion. You think it's an emotion. No, it can create anxiety. You think it's an anxiety? No, it can create panic attack. You think it's a panic attack? No, it can create other things as well. It can depression. Right? And God says, you were dead. You were dead. You don't even know this. You think it's okay. I just, I, I just, I just quarrel with my wife. It's okay. I slam the door. I walk out two meters. 
Two days later, I come back, you'll be alright, everything will be settled. No, because your word has been deposited into somebody's heart that caused so much hurt. A lady told me she has not looked into the mirror for 23 years. I said, why? Because she said, you know, before the husband left me, she, he slammed the door and said, you're the ugliest woman I've ever seen. Since then, she has not, she has not looked into the mirror. That's how powerful your word can be that hurt somebody, that hurt your, your, your kids, you know. The, the lady that I saw, 19 years old, it's not because she has, she has any, any problem, it's just because the parents quarrel all the time. She said she has to move up because the parents quarrel all the time, so all that she received was these negative thoughts, negative comments, negative things that put into her heart until she couldn't study. So she moved out into a house, into a, a, a home, and they, they abused her, went to another home, abused her. 19 years old. Is it fair? Is it right? From human to human. And but God, he said God, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 to 6, but God being rich in mercy. God is not just merciful. He is rich in mercy. Because of his great love that he has loved us, God said, okay, come to the merchants and say, okay, all the sins have had, how many files of criminal records you have, never mind, I take it off and I forgive one, everyone, 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 I forgive them. Come in. But the first thing I want you to do, because your enemies, you have more enemies inside you than outside, he said, your eye has to crucify. I don't force you, but you crucify it. You make your choice and say, God, I want my selfishness to be crucified. I want my lust to be crucified. I want my addiction to be crucified. I want my, my self-centeredness to be crucified. And say, God, I don't leave this eye anymore. I don't want this eye to be part of my life anymore. Now, Jesus says, he will meet, the word says, he make us alive with Christ. You are not alive in, alone, you are alive with Christ. There is no in between, there is no between death and alive. There is nothing in between. There is nothing in between, there is a choice we make. And we will see later on the problem is we get in between. There is not, that, that is a quite a serious situation. So God says, you are dead in your trans transgression. Now I make you alive. That means you are, you, you, all these things are forgiven. Now you choose a life that you lift, you put down your eye. It is not longer that I live, but Jesus Christ lives in me. And by his grace, I, he saved us. And he raised this man, his merchant, up with him. To be raised up from dead, to be with God, speaks of, you now got a new song. Yes? Psalm 40 verses 1 to 3 say that you were, God looked down into the, into the pit right, and, and rescued you from the muddy clay and set your feet upon the rock. And you stand on the rock, you sing a new song, so that others were Fear God and trust God. Now, God rescued this merchant and raised him up. 
The merchant now has a new song. His new song is song of salvation, song of forgiveness, song of love, song of grace, song of hope, song of faith. It's not about the old song anymore. That's the way you crucify yourself. But how many of us live a Christian life singing old songs? About your past life. You know, last time, this guy, I can't forgive him. You know, like, I, I, I forgive, but I can't remember. I can't, I can't, I can't forget. We sing old songs. Nobody, only one. I'm the only one. We, sing, we like to sing old songs. We're just human. We like to live in history. But there's nothing in between. Dead and alive, there's nothing in between. Either your eye is dead and Jesus Christ is alive in you, or your eye is alive and God has nothing to do with you because you choose the wrong choice. And he said he seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. From the position now he can lift up, you can lift up your head. Because you sit with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And this is this is where we also struggle, right? God said, You are seated. You are seated. It means you 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 trust all that Jesus has done on the cross for you. He has done everything for you. Like what German just said, to fight the battle. The song that we sang to fight the battle. God fought it for us. You, we must pray, but we must wait for him to do. But we can't help. We, 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 so many times we don't have the patience to help, right? Uh, to wait. Am I right? We want to do our own way. We want to go. You know, for those, those uh, who come from Singapore, we want to do the thing yesterday. You know? <laughs> right? We can't wait. We can't be still and know he's God. Right? We want to take action. We want to take vengeance first. We want to do something first. You know, before, before God does it. Better do it before God does it. We want to jump the queue. But God said, no, sit and rest. There's a test of patience. There's a test of perseverance. There's a test of endurances. And you have, if you are in that, in that space, you know, Hold on. Wait for the Lord to deliver you. Let's move on. Galatians 2.20 And the life, the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, God raised you up. Your eye has been crucified. That means all the root problems of division in your house that root has been cut off. Yes? Amen. Because it's dead, you are crucified, the dead, the, the root problem, the bondage of sin has been cut off. You are now a new creation. The addiction that you have, the root has been cut off. I know you can feel like going back to it. Yes, because we are human. We have, but... As far as God is concerned, that root has been cut off. You can still see, you can see, can still see the flowers look beautiful with water in the bottle, but the root has been cut off. A few more days, you'll wither. I have a friend who was addicted to a cigarette because he lost so much money and he, he smoked a lot. When he came to the Lord, he wanted to give up smoking. And he tried. He did try. 
And there was a, a, a day, a night that he, he felt so, there's an urge to smoke. And he manipulated a prayer. He told God, because he knew that every, every night, if he meet this prayer, and this friend was a smoker, every time he will offer a cigarette. So he told God, he said, God, I'm going to meet this friend. If he offer me a cigarette, that means you want me to smoke. That's a very intelligent prayer, right? Because he knows the friend is going to give him a cigarette. And he went, he met the friend. And the friend gave him a cigarette, he was so happy. He said, God, inside his heart, he said, God, thank you. You answered my prayer, you know. When he took the cigarette, he has no more taste. The urge was there, but he got no more taste. Just three hours. Since then, he never smoked. Because the root has been cut off. The root of that causes the division, that causes the, 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 the divorce, that causes your addiction, that you're in the room, that you think nobody sees you because you're in the room. You're addicted to something, some game, some pornography. That has been cut off. Yes, you may feel like going back, as I said, you know, but that has been cut. You've got to make a decision because there is no in-between death, death and alive or dead and alive. There's nothing in between. And, and with this merchant, because of his past sin, he perhaps has a lot of fear as well. Right? And how he come to the kingdoms, the, 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 the king assure him that in his, the perfect love of king, he will cast out all fear from you. All fear. That's why you talk to people with mental issues, they always ask for love and peace. Why peace? Because if you have anxiety, you don't have peace. You can't even sleep. You have depression. You can't even think straight, you know. You may, you may sleep, but you can't really have that stillness within your spirit, you know. And you may have fear. Right? People with schizophrenia, they probably had a lot of fear looking around for people, looking out for them. But in this kingdom, the perfect love of God cast out all fear. In other words, you've got to, your, 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 belief, your belief system, your belief system will turn the truth written on the pages of the Bible into a deliverance within you, if you believe set you free from that fear. And Jesus said, I, I, you know, God, God give us a, 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 the, does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind in 2 Timothy. The spirit of fear doesn't come from the Lord. It comes from what we picked up along the way in our journey. You know, a, a patient has... has very intelligent lady, you know, she has so much fear and she developed into some mental issue and I asked her what happened, is there any fear, anything that has triggered or she said when she was a certain age, very, very young age, you know, in a, in a birthday, on the birthday party, a group of friends locked her up and put a pail of red paw on her, locked the door, switch off the light. That tormented her, that image tormented her until that moment, from 13 to 40 plus. That's, that's cruel, from human to human. 
no vaccination available, no antibiotic available, no operation can do it. Only the perfect love of God that can cast out the fear. You can't operate on it. There is no medication. Well, medication can stable for a while. But do you like to medication, take medication for whole life when the issue is my God can cut out that fear? Don't institute fear into our children. Don't try to lock our children for punishment and lock them in the dark room. It can create a fear in them. You know? And we've got to stop this. You know, the worst is the abuses from parents to children. Because if you do one generation, the children will pick up, you do the another generation. You have three generations that's gone down the rain because of emotional issues. Not worth it. You know, I told these younger, 19 years old, I said, it's, it's not worth it. You, you, you go home and tell your parents and get your sisters and brothers to sit down and ask them this question. Anybody win in this battle? If nobody wins, I say you take the, the mission of love of God to tell them. You need love in your family. Stop quarreling. Stop, you know, arguing. The perfect love of God casts out all fear. Where, is, where does the love come from? Love can only be established if love is a, love is a word of relationship. God loves you, but you've got to love God back. Then you form a relationship. If you love God, you won't do that to your children. If you love yourself, you won't do harm to yourself. You won't keep the resentment anymore. As I said, if you're feeling, if you're feeling resentful and you're feeling you have a lot of unforgiveness, you have a lot of hurt, and you, at night you can't sleep, you keep thinking and keep meditating, keep talking to yourself, internalize it, you go into a very dark place. But if you keep talking to God, it goes up. It creates faith, it creates hope. Don't talk to yourself. Talk to God. The hurt that you may have. Now this is what I said. There is no between, there is no between, in between death and alive. Nothing in between. But if you stand between, we are human, we can stand between. This is what happened to the children of Israel. Let's look. Numbers 16, 13 to 14. This is the children of Israel, a group of them, when, the God, led them, when God led them out of Egypt into the promised land. They were in the wilderness. They were in the wilderness. Okay, so when they were in the wilderness, they complained a lot. Right? They complain a lot. Now, the children of Israel, when they passed through the Red Sea, in the book of Hebrews, it said they had been baptized. Because these are Christians. They have been baptized, right? So now they go into the wilderness. Wilderness is between the, 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 the place, between Egypt and to the Promised Land. Right? They're in between. So many times, we are human, as I said, we can get caught in between. And this is the danger of being get caught between, between alive, between dead and alive. This is what is the danger. And this group of people told Moses, they came to Moses and said, ask Moses, is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of the land with milk and honey? And you stop there for a while. A land of milk and honey? They come from a land of milk and honey? Did they? No, they come from a land of oppression, Egypt. 
When they are in the wilderness, they stand between dead and alive. They, their thoughts are all confused. They didn't come from the land flowing with milk and honey. They actually came from the land of oppression. And they like to go back so much. Their thought going back to where they came from. Those who are addictions. When you give up your addiction and you become a Christian, your thought may want to bring you to that addiction again. again and you, you, you think that was a good place as also. As much as the land is. Let's continue. As, and he said, Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness? God bring you to wilderness to kill you? No, of course not. And by the way, the wilderness, God did not want to keep them in wilderness. God wanted to bring them to the promised land. It's because they sin and they complain and they argue with God. And, they, 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 and then they, they, they ended up in the wilderness. The second thing is that, because as I said, they talked to themselves. They did not talk to God. They didn't talk to God directly. They only want to talk to God through Moses. So they talk to themselves. That's what happened. Keep going down. Emotion, keep going down. Keep going down. Because they didn't talk to God themselves. What, what, what happened to Moses? Moses took this thing. Moses, instead of going down this way, Moses took their exact complaint and went to God. And what did Moses get? God, Moses got the solution from God. So don't keep talking to yourself. If you have an emotional issue, talk to God as where you create this thing. Hope, faith, your tomorrow your next generation, your next move. Right? So those who talk to, to, talk to themselves, this is where they ended up. Right? They, 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 they thought that, this, that what they came from was a land of flowing with milk and honey, and there is one mistake. Second mistake, there is one confusion. Second confusion is they thought the wilderness is what God is going to kill them. No. Carry on. So, to kill us in the wilderness, and that you must also make yourself a prince over us. God did not make Moses a prince over them. God appointed Moses to be their leader. Moreover, you have not brought us into the land from with milk and honey again, which is the land from with milk and honey. Right? So you are between dead, and you don't crucify your eye completely. You are between dead and alive this is the confusion, and many of us get caught in this confusion. Yes? Our thoughts sometimes bring us back. And God said, no, that eye must be dead because the root has been broken. The root has been chopped off. The bondage of sin has broken. And he said, nor, give, give us, nor given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. Another confusion. In the wilderness, there is no vineyard and, and there is no fields inheritance for them of fields and vineyard. The inheritance is in the other promised land. Not in where they came from, not in wilderness, but in where God is leading them into. So let our eye, our eye be crucified today. Make it make today a turning point. You may have done it before. That is good. 
Oh, I thought, yeah. Good, thank you. You may have done it before that is good. If you have not done it, you are still talking to yourself. Tonight, change it to talk to God. And let God lead you from there to your healing, to your complete restoration, to your hope, and to sing a new song again. Don't sing the old song. It keeps coming down. There's no end to it. All right? And don't throw this to your children either or to your spouse or throw to your mother-in-law. You know? Next one, please. Next one. Oh, yes, what is this one? I've, I've done this one, right? Now, this is the relationship that you have. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. This is the relationship God is looking for. This is the relationship in the kingdom of God. This is the relationship that, that the merchant bought into it and said, God, I will sell everything, all that I have, just for this relationship. Because in this relationship, I can bear fruit. Jesus lives in me. I live in Jesus. I'm one with God. Christ. Christ is one with the Father. I'm one with God. Right? Everything that I do, I will be able to produce fruit. Your relationship will be able to produce fruit. Your prayer produces fruit. The works of your hand produce fruit. You don't have to pray, play politics anymore, in, either in the community or in the company or in your, in your family inheritance. Your prayer will produce fruit. fruit. But the requirement is you acknowledge that you live like a branch to the vine, or the vine to the branch, right? So when the vine, when a branch attached to a vine, who bear the fruit? The branch doesn't need to strive to bear the fruit because the, 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 the vine will bring the, 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 the water, the nutrients for the branch to bear fruit in season. Yes? The branch don't have to strive and say, oh, I must bear fruit, you know? No, it all comes from the vine. So we can rest in the Lord, even in your thought of promotion, even in your thought of going to get the next employment. Pray and rest in the Lord. Don't have to go into anxiety attack. Don't have to go into panic attack. Because the Lord is with you as long as you keep in touch with the Lord through prayer, through worship, through talking to Him, not to yourself. Next one. There are three, three fundamental truths. I'm finishing, okay? First thing, sorry? Okay, he said it's okay. First thing is that the, the, the first thing that the merchant did was he realized that he has to believe in the God, in the king, right? That's why he invested. First thing is he believed in Christ who is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end and everything that is in between. Everything in your life God is involved in it. If Jesus Christ lives in your, in your not if, but Jesus Christ lives in your heart, right? His life is in your blood. Wherever your blood flows, he's involved in every part of your body. You can talk to God about your liver because he's involved in it. You can talk to God about your kidneys and say, God, you know, you're here. God is there within your kidneys and say, God, you know, you live in me, right? 
That's what happened to my kidney. I, I, I need, we, we talk about this kidney. I don't worry, but I talk to you about my kidney. Because God is involved in every part of your body, not, not only just within you, but your body, soul, and spirit, your life, your relationship, the works of your hands, and your inheritance. He is involved in everything in between. Plus, the people that is around you, surrounding you. God is involved because of you. And believe that, not only believe in Christ, but also believe that Jesus Christ lives in, in you. You know, that you become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For our sake, Jesus Christ made himself to be seen who knew no sin, so that in Jesus Christ we might become the righteousness of God. Now, there is no other qualification on this world greater than the righteousness of God in Christ, in you and me. Which means that God look at you as righteous. Am I righteous? No. But God look at me as righteous. God look at you as righteous. When God and you, you look at God as righteousness, and, and you, God look at you as righteousness, you have, there is peace between both of you. He lives in you. That you are one with Christ, as John chapter 4, 14 verse 20 said. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. This is the only position in heavens and earth that you can win your battle on earth. That you can win your, we have a lot of battles within ourselves that no medication can do it. Only the love of God can deal with it. We have more battle inside here than battles outside. Right? Do you fight every day? No. But inside here, we all have. And the worst thing is that we carry 24 hours there. That's the worst thing, 24-7. But God being Christ, righteousness of Christ. Don't condemn yourself because God has forgiven all your sins. Don't feel condemned. He doesn't look at, he look at, the, he look at the blood of the Lamb of God on the mercy seat and he said, I sit with you, God sits with you and he look at the Lamb of God, he look at the blood of the Lamb of God, he look into your body, soul and spirit and say, hey, this is the testimony of, of righteousness in you. Right? And so don't go into the guilt trip. Don't go into the shame trip and say, oh, no, I saw a shame before. Oh, I'm so guilty. No, you has been washed off by the blood of the Lamb of God. You are righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So start, when, when, when your prayer is not answered, when you think that you, your prayer is not answered, when you think lousy about yourself, when you think guilty about yourself, don't observe your sin. Check your belief system. The mistake is we go back to go, oh, you know, maybe God didn't answer my prayer because, you know, I ran over my mother-in-law. Oh, you know, but no. Even if you have done it, God has forgiven your sin. You are righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Don't go and observe, don't go and go backward and try to trace what God said, you should be dead. Go to what God said, believe. Check your belief system. Not your own righteousness. Actually, Bible says your own righteousness is a filthy rag to the Lord. Don't go into that. Don't go into, oh, I think I'm not holy enough. Nothing to do with that. That's your belief system. Check your belief system. 
Are you in, are you, do you believe in Christ? Is Christ, do you believe that God lives in you? Do you believe in Christ? Do you believe God lives in you? Or do we, and, and do you believe that God and you are one? Jesus Christ and you are one? Amen? I know a German is looking at me. I thought, also, I thought very handsome, but actually she asked me to stop now. Let, let's commit this time to the Lord. Let's commit this time to the Lord. Let's make a decision today, okay? Make today the turning point if this is where you, you have been struggling with, that you think that you have been living between dead and alive, or you think that you are not righteous, not holy enough, not good enough, or you think that the, your, 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 your life story is too shameful, or too, you think that your guilt is too, too, too heavy. Nothing to do with that. Observe, check your belief system. Do you believe that Jesus Christ in, in, do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is in you? Do you believe that you and Jesus Christ are one? Father, we, we thank you, Father God, for your word. We thank you for your truth. Your truth set us free. Today we make it, we make a decision and say, God, let the I within us be crucified. Let the I within us be crucified. The addiction, the root cause of addictions, the root cause of the shame, the guilt, pride, arrogance, unforgiveness, resentment, anger, hatred, be crucified with Christ. Let's make a decision that I want to live, I want to be raised up, that you have raised up, and to believe that I've been raised up and seated in the heavenly places with you. And to believe that, Lord, I got a new song today. I make a decision from today onward. I don't want to sing the old song anymore. I want to sing the new song. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.